the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday evening. Uh, In the next two segments, we're going to be talking about what's been going on here in Cleveland for some time now. And you may have noticed that Cleveland has been the site for the filming of a lot of films for TV and for the theater. And uh, with us tonight, we're going to be talking to a filmmaker right here in Cleveland uh, who's been around for a while and even won an Emmy, and his name is Alex Michaels. Alex, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. An Emmy Award winner. Uh, Yeah. You know, that's the first thing that... (laughs) catches my attention right. because everybody doesn't win an Emmy. Tell us about that. Well, um, I'm a black man, man of color, and the guy who um, got my Emmy was a white guy, and this is why mm-hmm. I mentioned um, Jim Friedman. He started a program to help black writers um, you know, get their first break and everything, so it was a contest and it was called Dream Builders after the Martin Luther King you know, speech. Mm-hmm. And I ended the first year, and I lost. But... <laughs> I persisted, and I entered the second year with a story called What Angels Fear, which was about um, two police officers, one white, one black. You think they're drug dealers at the beginning, then you find out they're um, cops. Then you find out one of them really is a drug dealer, but it's not for the reasons you think. He's just tired of, like, you know, the criminals making more money than he is, and he just wants to get his family to be a little bit better, so he decides to mm-hmm. kind of skirt the law. <laughs> and you, you wrote that yourself. Yeah, yeah, I've always been a writer. In fact, that's all I wanted to do was just write stories and send off to Hollywood and let them make movies. And this was put on television then? And yeah, it was in... Um, um, Jim had a deal with Procter & Gamble. He did a number of commercials for them, and he won tons of Emmys. And so um, they had this agreement where they would get the writers. They were new, but he would handle the whole production. And um, a production company... And they would get actors from, um, like, Hollywood and TV movies and such mm-hmm. to be in it. And they shut down Cincinnati, where Parkton Gamble is. And they um, had airtime with, like, different stations. So they already had it all set up, and all they needed was the stories to come in. So that's why I came in. And, and you won. What year did, did you win the Emmy? Oh, way back when. <laughs> that was actually 1999, um, yeah. Boy, and time I, went by quickly. Uh, Well, uh, tell us a little bit about your educational background because I think you have a fascinating background. Oh, um, I actually want to be a doctor. So Mm -hmm. I um, studied a little bit of medicine, physical therapy, and then I went, then I was at Ohio University for a while. Mm -hmm. And and I had this idea I was going to be a writer and I was going to work at the hospital, University Hospitals, which I did work at as a nursing assistant and such. And then I was just going to write stories and send them off and let someone else produce them. But what happened was, while I was there, um, a guy I worked with, Greg, 
uh, read one of my stories and he liked it and he wanted to produce it. So there was a filmmaker, um, the only one back in the day, Robert Banks, mm-hmm. and we met and we talked and drank and had a good time. And we decided to do the story, and then um, Greg did storyboards and drawings for it and everything. And then he, then he decided he had something else to do, so he dropped out. And I said, well, I still want to do this. So that's how I got into the whole directing and producing. And it was around the time that um, Spike Lee was out there. Um, doing movies and stuff so mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. you know make your own you know now how, did you have any formal training on how to write screenplays and uh, write um, the scripts up and the certain I, formats and I took some classes at Kiramu and playwriting I'm, I'm mm-hmm. an actor too and stuff mm-hmm. in theater and um, also I took classes out at um, Stanford University and read a lot of books um, in California yeah I, yeah in California were, were, you, were you there at Stanford or did it uh, remotely I, or I can't tell you what I did I work for the government. I, for, I work for the government. I was a, a mass service assistant. I work for the government, so I can't can't talk about that one. Oh my god! But um, yeah, <laughs> and um, so but the idea was that um, I did a lot of you know studying and reading books and going. Um, buddy, of mine, Joe Parnett works at the Cleveland Public Library, so mm-hmm. I went down to the library and would get like twenty, thirty books out, and I read screenplays, you know, and so it was kind of like a, a little bit of formal training, but then a little bit of um. You know, kind of Renaissance man reading stuff of my own and everything. You know, and I, I've been writing stories since I was like literally five years old. My mother taught us how to read about when she was like four and stuff. And oh my goodness! Well, yeah, and I you. I wrote stories about like the space kids, and I had friends yeah. of mine who would um they pissed me off, so I I put them in a the story and then I would kill them off and stuff. That worked out my aggr- aggression. <laughs> so you're able to just uh, create your own world with that. Oh yeah. Now, uh, as far as writing uh, the screenplays, you are you write, you direct. Tell us about directing. How how did Ooh, you get into that? I um oh god, that was the story. The um, I never wanted to direct. Still don't want to direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's about when I write, I create characters. So I create people mm-hmm. in these whole mm-hmm. worlds and such. I would even like draw things on my characters. So um, I guess directing came natural because when you're creating a whole world, you need mm-hmm. to know like the character and what they eat for breakfast and who they're about and everything. And I watched a lot of um, movies at the you know you know the Cinematheque and such and everything. Love like the whole French New Wave movies, you know, right, right, um, Breathless and everything like that and stuff, you know, and um, Truffaut and stuff. And those are the kind of movies where people just did it. They didn't. Um, you had like the critics, um, was it Cashers or Cinema? You know, the film noir, and they just didn't talk. They wrote about movies, but then they decided, you know, we're gonna make our own movies, and that's kind of how I got like the whole mindset of like you can actually do it yourself. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you have to wait for someone else to give you permission to write your own. Stories. So you you've actually been out there directing movies that have actually gone somewhere. Yeah, not the gone somewhere. No, they're, they're, but <laughs> well, there's well, yeah. <laughs> well, they're still out there. I mean, they're um, I just whole film noir kind of um, similar thing where um, mm-hmm. um, um, I this Lieutenant Foster. He's in kind of a very religious um, police officer, although kind of Old Testament where he'll kill the criminals. He's in What Angels Fear. He's in another movie. I actually this a character Blackies. you developed. Yeah, character I developed and such. So um, I used to read these stories by this science fiction writer. Uh, Robert A. Highland. Mm-hmm. He was Stranger in a Strange Land and Starship Troopers. And he would have one character in the story and then another story, the cousin of a character. So he created a whole world of 
characters and such. And so that I've are all related that. to each other. Yeah. So yeah. our so I've been doing that with my stories. You know, all the characters are like connected and related, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole all kind of thing. Well, how long have you been here in Cleveland? Um, I grew up in Cleveland. I'm um, a poor boy from the ghetto. I grew uh-huh. up off East 105th, uh, which has now become. You made good. Circle. Huh? <laughs> you, congratulations, you made good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you can you can grow up in the ghetto but not be ghetto. You know. Yeah, and right. People don't get that mindset. You escaped. Ah, yes. Well, I escaped. Yeah, yeah. And you know, my mom took us to the museums and such and mm-hmm. everything. You know, so we learned a lot of stuff and connected with a lot of different cultures, a lot of different people, and you know, just read a lot and stuff. You know, and did a lot of different things. How how has Cleveland changed with its attitude toward filmmaking? Oh my God! <laughs> have, well, have they changed? I, I've noticed some. You know, when I first started doing it years ago, it was just me and Bob Banks, and um, everyone was like, uh, "Oh, you make movies? Get out of here! Go to California!" I still get that every now and then. Like, if, if you're if you're really into making movies, you shouldn't be here, you know. And that whole mindset. Um, and I did go out there for a while, you know. But mm-hmm. like I said, I worked for the government. I didn't have any time to do anything. Movie wise, and people don't even know that about me because I don't tell that story, you know. Um, but I always thought, like, if you live in your hometown, you want to do things, you have to do, you have to do things and stick to your hometown. So it's changed a lot. Where I can actually talk to business people now, and they actually get it. They they see the economic value of movies and um, the movies coming to town and stuff. But it's been a long road, and I think I do get a lot of respect from the business community here. Um, because I've been around a long time, you know, and I'm not one of those people just like, hey, I'm picking up a camera now and shooting, which is great, but a lot of people are doing it now because it's easy now, because everyone's doing it now. But I was doing it when nobody was doing it, you know. Well, you know, the uh, we hear a lot about, and, and you and I talked about this before, yeah. about what the state of Ohio is trying to do with uh, tax dollars and stuff uh, and help with tax credits, but... Yeah, does, does that help uh, an independent uh, small <laughs> production company at all? Um, I have kind of um, mixed feelings about the whole the Cleveland Commission stuff. I mean, they they do good on a lot of levels. We're bringing movies to town and promoting the city and such, and so I applaud them for that, you know. But um, that's their job, stick to it, you know. And they've missed the... Um, the real key where if you don't support the local people mm-hmm. you won't ever 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 have sustainable movies here you know it's just like when Hollywood comes to town they of course you you can carry to Hollywood but the the um, the details doesn't work with the commission because there's like you know you have to have a $300,000 budget you have to apply for it's $150,000 non-refundable so it's more geared toward Hollywood um, the tax big, credit, big dollar things. Yeah, big, you know, and I things. would be if I submit it, I would be competing with the Avengers movies. And between you and me, I will pick the Marvel Studios over my company. You know, I, I think there's a lot more yeah. money there. We're we're talking to uh, Alex Michaels uh, from Cleveland. He's a producer, director, uh, screenwriter, and actor uh, here in the local film community. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back again with Alex. Talk more about what's going on in the film industry here in Cleveland in a moment. Don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate on WHK. Advanced funeral planning is a good idea. Nick Phillips here for Bush Funeral and Crematory Services. When we were faced with the task of recording final wishes, we turned to the caring professionals at Bush. Thanks, Nick. 
Mark Bush here. We make it easy for you to get started. Download our Seniors Guide to Funeral Arrangements at bushcares.com or call 800-252-8724 and ask to speak with a funeral planning specialist. Visit bushcares.com. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select insurance for your insurance needs. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body, and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what is expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it is up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440 443-2800. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I, at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our second segment of the Advocate for tonight. Uh, we're talking to Cleveland producer, director, screenwriter, and actor Alex Michaels about what's going on here in Cleveland uh, in the filmmaking industry. So, Alex, thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me here. Uh, with uh, with all the film activity going on in Cleveland, uh, you're you're active right now, and tell us about what you're producing at this point. Well, that's actually how we met. Um, that's right. I'm doing a um, television show called Out of Darkness, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's um, well, it's kind of a little Law and Order slash X Files show. Mm-hmm. Is this a remake <laughs> of an old. Uh, yes, um, it's a television show I did. Um, oh, got some years back. Out of darkness, which um, kind of dipped my little business model of having sponsors embedded right in the show. Mm-hmm. It's like product mm-hmm. placement, but you actually write the sponsors in the show. 
so I had like Lucy's Sweet Surrender, they're a bakery and they were the cops hang out and stuff and so uh, Michael Fagenbaum he's my first sponsor aboard the show and he had the Velvet Dog and um, we had real cops working on the show um, Detective Michael Savioglio and stuff and everything so and I actually show up in the show too I'm a prosecutor from New Orleans George Bailey Raff you know oh, so but, you get a southern New Orleans Louisiana well, accent well my mom's from um, from New Orleans I grew up in a house with people from the south so I actually do have a southern accent, but I try to hide it for people from the north. <laughs> but the whole show centers yeah. around um, a Latina um, police mm-hmm. detective who, when she goes to sleep, turns into a shadow and literally, literally devours bad guys. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we're actually doing – so we kind of set a lot of things where we wanted, like, real-world events going on with the show. Mm-hmm. So we have an event coming up uh, May 30th at um, – how was it called? Hot Cars is in the back at the Red Space, and I met John God, and he's really supportive and stuff mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And Hot Cars are really great for getting your business cards. Oh, and so yeah, I, I, you know, I met plug there for Hot Cards. Oh yeah, but you know yeah. that's how you get the business relationships. You yeah, know, you, right, right. You meet people in the. I met him at Smart, um, Smart Culture, Smart Business event because I have um, mm-hmm. Dustin Klein he helps me out with my business and stuff and everything. And I talked to him and told him what I was doing. He's like saying, "Hey, come use our space," you know, and. You know, it's really great that people are really getting supportive and stuff, you know, and we're doing that um, May 30th, and that's on the, the Pretty December website. Mm-hmm. And we need, like, a lot of background extras and people to be in this, the show, which the first little story arc is about Senator setting up an organization called Little Girl Lost to help victims of um, sexual abuse and human trafficking, which sadly is very real and high up. But we're also going to help um, real charities with the... Um, you know, with the show and give back. Mm-hmm, you know, even mm-hmm. though we're a small company, I think it's important to give back and help people out. You know, you, you sort of rattled very quickly the name of the company. And oh yeah, the Prelude Two Cinema. Yeah, P R E L U D E. The number two. The number two. C I N E M A. Yeah. All one word. Yeah. Prelude Two Cinema. So people can go and check that out. Yeah. And but but this is uh, you mentioned the thirtieth of May, right. and you're going to be filming a scene in Cleveland. Yeah, it's and in, uh, are you looking for extras? Oh God, everyone! Yeah, it's in the day. Um, starts like eleven thirty a.m. to four thirty mm-hmm. p.m. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a like I said, the senator is um, it's kind of a political rally in the opening of Little Girl Lost, um, his facility, but. Um, everybody's welcome to come. And, and this is a specific scene that's going to be in the yeah, show. Yeah, it's going to be in the show. And as long as you don't wear shirts or logos, you're welcome right. to come. And he's like open to, you know, black, white, Jew, Gentile, everyone the senator supports, you know. So so that way everyone can be in the show. And, real and mixed crowd. Different yeah, real ages, mixed crowd. Different, different races. And different genders. All that. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I want everybody to be part of the things going on here. Because there's a lot of things going on here in the city right now. Um, it's Native Son was here. And I, I got to be in that. I was a... I was a feature extra. I got to play the drunk man, which is really funny. Now, I'll tell you about it because you know people here in the Cleveland area with this movie business, yeah. they're they're running into all types of terms that they may not have heard. Like, you've oh, heard of an extra, but what's yeah. a featured extra? You know, I had like, oh, I had like mistakes too about how featured extras was too. You know, and a featured extra is someone in the background of a movie who's like given a specific thing to do. You know, so you may have extras where they just like, oh, they tell everyone, okay, sit in the back on the scene. But a feature extra, they they won't have a line, but they may have a bit of business. So like in the Native Son movie, there's people like 
fighting outside of the bar. So I was a drunk man walking, and he, you know, I get the feature extra part. You get a credit on the credits at the end of the movie saying "drunk man." I, I Alex hope so. Michaels. <laughs> uh, I hope so. I mean, I didn't drink for real. Well, we all know. But it was kind of funny. I um, I brought my own little flask to the set and stuff. You know, even if I'm an extra on the scene, I still make up my own little character, my own little mind. So. It was it was fun, you know. There was a story about Johnny Depp when he first auditioned for yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. He uh, actually made his own costume and his wow. own persona for that yeah. audition. Yeah. And and he went in there, um, and and they do auditions here in Cleveland yeah. too, do they? Yeah. There's um, um, there's an old saying: there's um, no small parts, only small actors. And um, I think Angela Bowen got me there. There's Lillian Powell. She does a lot to. Uh, there's Marcy Rowan. There's um, the talent group. There's a couple of um, casting companies that are now coming here just because of all the stuff going on, which is really good. Like Nelson, there's a Helen Hunt movie going on too. Um, now I see you. Oh, and the Helen Hunt movie is oh I forget the guy's name. He um, he's from here and he came back here and set up a studio, which I didn't know people are now doing that. And there was another guy did a movie called My Blind Brother, and they set up a studio here. So it's like two people who were out in California who decided now's the right time, and they came back here. I'd love to meet with them and partner mm-hmm, with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it looks like the Russo brothers doing these uh, Avenger movies. Uh, yeah. Really popular. They try to use Cleveland whenever possible. Yeah. I want I want the Russos to come here more, but they need to, um, you know, they can bring smaller movies here. I'm trying to work with the organization to... Um, I haven't got the deals in place yet, but mm-hmm. I want to do, like, funding and help other movies come here and stuff, you know. And the Avenger movies are great, but that's always, like, a big... We we do need the big, huge movies, but, you know, that's more a decision Marvel makes than the Russo Brothers, you know. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. hey, they're welcome to come. They have their own production company, but they're doing stuff in China, you know. But, hey, they should come here and do a s- small, low-budget movie like they first started in, you know, just just something, you know. Your uh, your program that you're producing out of darkness is that yeah. that going to be on cable or where where might one keep well, an eye out for it? Well, what we're going to do with Out of Darkness Cleveland is we're going to roll it into an anthology show called Pretty to Cinema TV, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do the same model I did before with the show where I'm going to buy half hour time slots. I'm going to buy them Ohio, um, California, New York because two of my actors are from there: um, Robin um, Cohen and Soraya Pedra, and so. That way we guarantee the show gets on the air, you know, because we're controlling that. And then with Pred Summer TV, we have episodes of After Darkness Cleveland, but we're also going to have other filmmakers, too, and show their shorts and stuff. Because there's no avenue for short movies, you know. That's good. Now, how how long is uh, Out of Darkness? Is that like a 30-minute? Uh, yeah, I, I want it to be a 30-minute show instead of an hour show because if you look at, like, the original Twilight Zone, those were 30-minute shows. And those were like, I think you can tell a story in 30 minutes because even watch TV shows, Mm -hmm. some of the TV shows, if you watch them without commercials, they're only about 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so the Mm -hmm. rest of it's kind of like padding. Yeah, commercials and breaks and stuff. Oh, man. Sometimes they play too many commercials and you actually forget what you're watching. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Would you recommend to people listening if they're interested in getting into this at all that they they look into it? It's a good time here in Cleveland or we missed the boat. No, we we actually now the boat's here, but mm-hmm. some of us have been mm-hmm. waiting for the boat to come for a long time. So, <laughs> um, they can get in touch with Prelude to Cinema, P R E L U D E, number two by Sema. email and that uh, yeah, or just Google. Or you can even Google Alex if you Google my name, Alex Michaels. Mm-hmm. I actually come up 
first, yeah. So get in touch with me. Um, I know other players here. And even reach out to the Cleveland Film Commission and such. And um, there's the Neo Ohio Pow, which is a, um, a mailing list which lets people know about things going on here. And they used to have stuff in the Plain Dealer, but we're hoping to keep causing a stir and get back um, a regular column in the Plain Dealer about the entertainment and the movie industry. Well, I call it the same industry. That's my little thing. Uh, coming here. But we need to get more people involved. And we need to get the businesses to support and sponsor this because there are economic value to movies coming here and to jobs being created and to um, the community being noticed, uh, this whole place being noticed worldwide. You well, know? That, that's certainly true. I know that uh, Yeah, Cleveland's sort of on a roll. As you say, the boat is here. So the boat's here, yeah. Yes. Well, Alex Michaels, thank you for uh, for joining us tonight. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, we, we hope to see you on the red carpet sometime for your, yeah. for your Oscar and your other Emmys. And, yeah, uh, don't forget May 30th. And they haven't got an Oscar yet. No, yeah. <laughs> May, May 30th. Downtown May 30th, in Cleveland. Yeah. That's at the 24th and Superior. Yeah, 24th and Superior. Um, it's right on the website, all the information. And just let us know you're coming and stuff. And you know, everyone's welcome to come. Oh, very good. Well, be an extra. Be in a, be in a TV show. That'll be a lot of fun. That so. will be, yes. Alex Michaels, thank you so very much. Uh, we're we're going to take a short break. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. Hello, Mark Bush for GreaterThanHeroin.com. Our nation, our state, our county, and our local communities are in the midst of this crisis. It saddens us at Bush. We see firsthand the final outcome impacting families when overdose deaths occur. GreaterThanHeroin.com is a resource for everyone. Join us in our efforts. Email feedback at GreaterThanHeroin.com to help us defeat this crisis. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. 
More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In the next two segments, we're going to be a little philosophical and talking about some political ideas and political viewpoints. And to help us talk about uh, those viewpoints tonight is Lowell Ponte, who is uh, a longtime journalist and writer and uh, has been uh, writing and his articles have been appearing in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Los Angeles Times, New York Daily News. And uh, he's been on uh, TV shows such as the Today Show, Good Morning America, and even the David Letterman Show. Uh, let us welcome Mr. Lowell Ponte. How are you today, Lowell? Thank you for joining us. I am well, Nick. I feel honored. My mother came from Bowling Green, so I feel I'm back home. You are back in the heartland of America, right here in Ohio. Uh, of all the things I just mentioned, the David Letterman show, now that that seems to be uh, out of uh, the same character as the other places you've been appearing. How did that go? Well, David Letterman back then was, and this is the early days of his being on national television, much more interested in comedy and borderline surrealism than he was in politics. We've seen all too many so-called comics in recent years gradually be drawn into political controversy and clash and polarization. Uh, he was much more innocent in those days. In fact, I remember one show where he just began chanting my name over and over again like a mantra for uh, oh, 30 seconds or so. Why was that? He liked the uh, the sound of it, or what? That I suppose. <laughs> well, you survived David Letterman, and uh, you've been a prolific writer and uh, writing things. I, I wrote for 15 years as an editor at Reader's Digest, too. I was the roving science and health editor, which was wonderful because you got, in effect, permission to expend your life uh, going out on the frontiers of human knowledge and discovering amazing things. And that was a lot of fun. You just ask a random question, like are left-handed people really different from right-handed people? Is artificial light uh, really good for you or bad for you? Well, if it's fluorescent light, most people don't know, but an ordinary fluorescent light bulb in, in our culture causes nearly 5% of all the skin cancer in America, that kind of thing. Well, I'm looking at the list of articles uh, that you've written with Reader's Digest, and uh, over in the 80s and 90s, uh, I'm sure 
most people listening have read at least one or more of your articles because they're uh, the topics are so uh, so captivating. Uh, for that example, was back when Reader's Digest was even more prominent than it may be today. It was in paper. Mind you, I have nothing bad to say about them because my pension check comes every month. But oh, well, there you. Uh, well, well, here's one here. How could you not read, pick up and read uh, an article, the two most dangerous hours of your day, and then not follow up and, and want to read that? Uh, in fact, in fact, from that article, I won that year's internal competition at the magazine for the most compelling title of any article. Caught my attention. Wait, right. Once you've heard that, you cannot not read it. No, I'll, I, I feel uneasy now until I look it up and read it. Uh, I need to know these hours. Let me save you and the audience some anguish. Oh, the two most dangerous yeah. hours of your day are the two when you first awaken in the morning. Because all night, your the blood in your body has been pooling, thickening, slowing down. Uh, and suddenly, in order to get you up in the morning, your body injects you with uh, accelerant chemicals like adrenaline. And that causes a rise in blood pressure. Those are the two hours when you are most likely, if you have plaque lining your blood vessels, for a bit of plaque to break loose and drift downstream and potentially cause a heart attack. Now, how do you reduce the danger then yes. that you face at that hour of the day? Well, number one, you let yourself get up slowly. You don't immediately leap out of bed and run into a hot or cold shower, for example, which will further shock your body and increase that risk. Number two, in getting up, you will get up the way your pet dog or cat does. If you notice virtually the first thing they do if there's no emergency pressing them is they'll stretch. Mm -hmm. They'll put their limbs out and they'll let their blood start to flow comfortably uh, so that waking up becomes a pleasant experience. And number three, eat something. It almost doesn't matter what you eat, but the mere act of eating something causes your body chemistry to change subtly in ways that will bring your blood pressure down. And so those are ways you can protect yourself from those two most dangerous hours. Well, thank you for saving me the Google hunt uh, to get that thing up on my, my screen here. Uh, in recent years, you've been writing uh, pieces uh, that uh, really ad address, I think, in, in looking at them, the, the, the factions that I think we've been drifting into, whether you're a, a liberal progressive or whether you're conservative or libertarian. And I think uh, we talked before the interview that you, you self-identify yourself as a libertarian. What are the differences today in our tribal culture as to what those... Rather confusing, and part of it comes from something George Will wrote in his book, Statecraft is Soulcraft. He wrote, I am a conservative of the European type. I am a Tory. That is very different from the average American conservative. Usually when an American says, I'm a conservative, he really means he's libertarian. He believes in individual freedom, in individual achievement. He believes in uh, that kind of view of things. But it, that's very different from a European conservative. When a European says, I'm a conservative, he means he believes in a static social order. He believes in a fixed hierarchy that doesn't change much from century to century. 
you know, if you are the lord of the castle, your father and his father and his father and his father and his father were the lord of the castle, too, that wealth and power and status are to be passed down through generations, almost the antithesis of what Americans mean by conservative. And so we are really, well, libertarians like myself often call ourselves 19th century liberals. There was a time when if you said, I'm a liberal 150 years ago, you meant you believed in free enterprise. You believed in capitalism. You believed in a social order that was dynamic. In other words, that was constantly turning over mm -hmm. so that new success, new technology, new ideas were supplanting the old and the Novo Rich were supporting the, the old established rich. But, uh, of course, that's the opposite of what a European conservative means by being conservative. In, in this country nowadays, what do we mean when we say someone's a liberal or a progressive? And, and are those the same people, or, or are there different people who are or liberals and uh, progressives? Well, there are very few authentic liberals left on the left. I suppose you could look at Alan Dershowitz, the famed attorney, who of late has been appalled by what's going on on the left in many ways, uh, because to be a liberal used to mean you believe in free speech, you believe in rational thought, you believe in solving issues by discussion and compromise and so on. You believe in letting each individual have his or her set of values. That is contrasted to today's progressives and beyond, who basically believe there is one truth, they have it, anyone who contradicts them is to be attacked in any kind of vile way imaginable. Uh, in Saul Alinsky's famous book, Rules for Radicals, and I bring this up because Saul Alinsky was a community organizer in Chicago who was, in effect, the mentor, the forerunner of Barack Obama as a community organizer in Chicago. By the way, he dedicated his book, Rules for Radicals, to Lucifer, the original radical, as he called him. Hmm. Not Obama, but Alinsky. And you see that kind of thing very much today on the left, where Alinskyite tactics are you attack your opponent by ridicule, by polarization, by drawing a line in the sand and saying, whose side are you on? You heard a little bit of this recently in the march against guns that happened in Washington and elsewhere. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're coming up to a youth, break. The youth leader of that. Well, hold hold on, Lowell. We have to take a short break. Okay. We're, we're gonna be back. Uh, we're talking to Lowell Ponte, um, political philosopher, journalist, writer, <laughs> and uh, we're talking about uh, trying to understand these different uh, tropes we now have in this country. We're gonna take a short break. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on the Advocate on WHK. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body, and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what is expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it is up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips & Millie together have over 80 years of experience. 
If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. 50 cards, 50 questions. Hello, Mark Bush for just a conversation with you. Learn more about your loved ones by having the talk of a lifetime at your next family gathering. The deck of cards is offered free by Bush Funeral and Crematory Services. Request a deck of cards at bushcares.com backslash cards. 50 cards, 50 questions that will help you learn more about your loved ones. At Bush, we help families share memories. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. And as always, thank you for joining us. Uh, tonight we're talking about, uh, I think, political philosophy with Lowell Ponte, uh, a, a journalist and uh, a, a radio host. Uh, Lowell, you did have a radio show? You still have a radio show? Oh, I, uh, I was for 17 years radio host in Los Angeles. I did syndicated shows on various syndicators. I think the greatest... I ever got up to was about 236 stations a week. So I was just a lowly, everyday radio host. Uh, but now, with all of your experience, uh, you have the right now to share with us these opinions about uh, libertarians and... Uh, I mean, the fact is we should be willing to share opinions and to stand where we feel different from someone else if they can persuade us otherwise, fine. But that's the difficulty about today's people who call themselves progressives. 
their attitude is, you differ from me, you are evil. You are to be attacked physically, you are to be attacked verbally. Uh, we saw at the gun rally, not all that long ago, or the anti-gun rally, the young leader, the anointed spokesman by the media for that, clenching his fist, raising it almost like a, a National Socialist salute, and declaring that anyone uh, who differs from his point of view uh, is a friend of the NRA, the National Rifle Association, and is helping kill babies and young people. This was especially touching because he did that while standing on a platform paid for by one of the gathering organizers who happened to be Planned Parenthood, the nation's leading abortion provider that kills 300,000 babies a year. But he was saying that if you disagreed with him, you were on the side of gunmen and so on. This is part of the problem, and it's part of what Saul Alinsky meant as a radical by saying polarize the situation. Draw an absolute contrast between you and those you disagree with and force people to come onto your side. There is no room in the middle. There is no room for a third opinion. And threaten them with whatever you need to if they don't. Now, where did this movement come from? The progressive movement, America was founded during the Enlightenment, which was an intellectual movement of the 1800s and before. But prior to the Enlightenment, or pardon me, after the Enlightenment came the Romantic Movement. And as part of the Romantic Movement, there emerged what came to be called progressives, the essence of which is progressives do not believe in God as we know it. Progressives believe that human beings are capable, and government is capable. I suppose if there is a God, it would be government, is capable by taking enough money and enough power unto itself to literally create a new Eden, a utopia, uh, an egalitarian heaven on earth. Now, of course, that's never actually worked out under communism or Nazism or the various movements that grew out of the progressive movement. They're all, they're all very similar. They're collectivists. The collective means everything. The individual means nothing. Only those who bow to the collective idea are to be in any way respected. And, of course, all competing religions and ideologies must be destroyed. So, for example, as someone from the Heritage Foundation noted when he attended the anti-gun march in Washington, D.C., many, he said, he was surprised at how many people were carrying signs condemning prayer, saying that it was morally wrong to pray for the victims of gun shootings. You know, you and I talked about you, you, and I, political activism. you and I talked about that earlier. What, what's that rationale that prayer is bad? Well, prayer is just a way of putting off political action or of compromising it. Remember, the, the progressive movement is an absolutist movement. You know, my way or the highway. There is no real compromise with progressives. Their intention is for government ultimately to control everything. Government will control all the guns. Government will control all the economy. Government will reallocate politically, redistribute the wealth, the effort, the position, and so on. So everything becomes politicized in that idea. And that's what we're now seeing on the left. 
Well, but in particular, the Democratic Party uh, politicians find themselves forced to bow to. Mm-hmm. Well, we we there's now uh, a contingent of young people who are absolutely fanatic. We've we've used the term earlier, tribalism, uh, where it sort of fits into what you're saying. It's you know our way or the highway. Sure, and then the, the definitive progressive Karl Marx. He was part of that general movement, uh, as was Hitler, and so on. Uh, said the whole point of our politics is to a abolish private property completely and b renew tribalism reestablish tribalism as the way human beings live together which is fine but the difficulty is if you are a socialist of any kind you have to understand that even marx said that there has to be a phase of capitalism before socialism can exist because socialism is not a system of free production it is a system of redistribution and there has to be something to redistribute Otherwise, you're just sharing the poverty. Uh, So there has to be rich people to rob, and people get rich by the productivity of capitalism. Well, well, what about free debate? Uh, It seems like that's absent, where you get two opposing political views that can be intelligently and logically discussed, and uh, perhaps a compromise to move forward can be the product of that kind of debate. We don't seem to have that. We seem to have loggerheads where people will just be stubborn, fall into their particular camp and stay there. Uh, Hardly enlightenment. They view as compromising their ultimate values. They might come to an agreement the way Hitler and Stalin came to a temporary agreement to buy them both time to build up their militaries. But they have no intention of keeping that agreement for very long. Uh, What was it Lenin said? Promises are like pie crust made to be broken. And um, so the progressive idea is a total transformation of humankind. Now, as a libertarian, I see myself as different from both American conservatives and liberals. The average liberal, and there aren't that many left, as I said, believes in social freedom, but does not believe in economic freedom. The average liberal believes the government should take the wealth and then redistribute it to those who deserve it. It should be redistributed politically, not by the free marketplace democracy of individual decisions. You know, I'll buy bread from this company and not that company. Uh, Conservatives, on the other hand, believe in economic freedom. They are at least nominally capitalistic, unless they're of a European variety, in which they they hate capitalism too, because it's a dynamic system, not a static system. generally do not like individual freedom. Now, we libertarians stand completely apart from that political spectrum, and we say we want government out of our pockets and out of our bedrooms. Uh, We want government to simply let people be free, and you can't be free unless you have personal freedom and economic freedom. That's why people on the left, Democrat politicians and so on, are ultimately the enemies of freedom because they will not grant you economic freedom. Well, between economic and personal, that sort of takes up the entire life. Well, uh, I mean, what what you have as money, right? you traded a portion of your life for in work. 
So if the government just takes that over, aren't they really turning you into a slave? And doesn't it become slavery, especially if they're taking more than half of everything you earn? Well, boys and girls, they are. The average American pays vastly more tax than you realize, because you are also subject to passed-on tax. You know, when you buy a new car, half the price of the new car is taxes, tariffs, and imposts. Well, we're running out of time, but we're talking to Lowell Ponte, political philosopher and writer. Uh, Do I have a moment to give people something then? Real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, Craig, Craig R. Smith, who you see every week on Neil Cavuto on Fox Business, and I have written seven books, the latest, Money, Morality, and the Machine, a uh, book you'd pay $20 for at Amazon. You can get absolutely free just by calling a toll-free number. We'll pay the postage and everything. The number 800-630-1492. The year Columbus sailed the ocean blue, that's 800 630 1492. You are just such a wonderful talk host that I lulled off there. Oh, very, well, you sounded great. You you didn't fall asleep either during this. <laughs> we need to do this. We'll have to have you on again. So, Lowell Ponte, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Leave a little plug in there. It's in there. So, very good. Lowell, thank you so much, and thank you for listening. We'll be back here on WHK next Sunday. Same time, same station. So, between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until morning And only my mind accompanied The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Hey, Bob France here for my good friends at Kowalski Ford. Listen, if you're in the market for a new car, you're probably going to shop at a lot of places. What I'm going to ask you to do for your own benefit is to shop at Kowalski Ford as well. Just include them in your trip. It would be very presumptuous of me to tell you where to buy your car. That's a personal decision. But I want you to experience what Kowalski has to offer. If you like large dealerships with a ton of salespeople all competing for your business because they have sales quotas, go somewhere else. But if you'd rather be treated like a member of the family, get to Kowalski Ford. On Lake Road in Avon Lake, one mile west of Route 83. Kowalski Ford, get there. If you or someone you know is feeling sad, scared, embarrassed, alone, withdrawn, or even if you just need someone to talk to, there is help. Crisis Text Line offers free, 24-7 confidential support. Text 4HOPE to 741-741 and you will receive help in minutes. That's 4-H-O-P-E to 741-741. Sponsored by the State of Ohio and OACBHA, aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. This Memorial Day, Patriot Mobile honors the soldiers who have given their lives while serving in the American Armed Forces. Memorial Day is a solemn day of remembrance for the heroes who gave everything for our country and to protect our rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile was founded to support conservative organizations by contributing a portion of each of their members' bills to causes that represent what we believe in, American values. Patriot Mobile offers great discounts to our military, veterans, and first responders every day to show that they appreciate and value their sacrifice. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy. You can keep your phone number. Just bring over your compatible phone. They even reimburse your installment and switching fees as a bill credit. $500 per line and up to $1,500 per account. Call today to make the switch at 1-800-A-PATRIOT or go to PatriotMobile.com. Make conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone at 1-800-A-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com. 
Want to change how you feel significantly? ReliefFactor.com will do that for you. Support for temporary relief of minor aches and pains. If you're out there exercising, you go a little bit too far as I did on Saturday, you definitely need Relief Factor on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Actually, I take it every day. As do tens of thousands of people. They know that they should have Omega, which is fish oil. Resveratrol, which you can get from drinking red wine, but you don't know how much. I carry and curcumin all together. Carefully calibrated, perfectly formulated, the combination of four natural supplements that everyone agrees you ought to be taking every single day. This makes it easy to do in the amount that is appropriate for your body. The starter pack is nineteen ninety five. You try it for three weeks. Put everything else away that your doctor says you can put away. Don't not take what he tells you to take. And then see if you don't feel terrific. You'll feel much better. ReliefFactor.com works. Tens of thousands of people say so. Their testimonials are abundant and real and sincere. Go and watch them and get ReliefFactor.com. WHK Cleveland. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.